0: The following podcast is a recap of a movie you have never even heard of, let alone seen. Consequently, the entire conversation is spoilerific. We here at Pain and Green Peppers, at least the same among us, encourage you to avoid watching any movie we discuss at all costs. It is not worth the damage it will do to your soul. Just sit back and be amused at
1: Shane's anger and outraged. Thank you. And now, a word from our sponsors. Do you have a cake addiction, but you're trying to lose weight? Do you have a love affair with the likes of Hostess, Little Debbie, and Dolly Madison? Do you have intimate feelings for intimans? Then you need the Cakeworm from Aiden Height Industries. That's right, the Cakeworm. Simply tear open the special Cakeworm packet and pour its contents into the beverage of your choice, then bottoms up. Within hours, our genetically modified worm larvae will grow into the size of a common Frankfurter just in time for your next feed. So just eat, 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 and eat some more, confident in the fact that you new best friend lies deep in your intestinal tract, taking care of those pesky calories. So if you want to have your Cakeworm, then simply order the Cakeworm today. Your pants will thank you for it. Cakeworm is simply a common tapeworm. Use of this product may result in severe abdominal cramping, diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, occasional weight loss, loss of appetite, and mostly death.
0: Hey everybody! It's time once again for the Paid Payton Green Peppers Movie Review Podcast. I am one of your amazing hosts, Mr. Patrick Height. and with me, as always, is
1: Shane Aiden, the ever suffering.
0: <laughs> that's his legal name he had it changed everybody that's that is indeed his legal name if you ever want to look him up uh you know on facebook or in the phone book or things of that nature
1: yeah, shane Aiden, house of misery first of his name yeah that one it
0: all fits it all applies it's all good oh <laughs> so my God. Yeah, yeah how are you doing today mr shane Aiden, my good my good buddy there
1: uh well i had to watch this movie you're welcome uh yeah yeah, and for that, I just have to say, what the f- was that? I mean...
0: <laughs> well, I thought I'd do you a favor this week. No monsters, no cheesy, you know, special effects or anything like that. Just a real life, almost like a drama, if you will. I, I guess you would call it a drama.
1: I'd call it something.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> big steaming pile of
0: well, in my research some people actually referred to this movie uh, as a horror film or a thriller if you will. I really I don't know that if I would go that far. That seems like a bit of a stretch.
1: Oh, it's a stretch. It's a stretch. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Well, what what are we, what are we talking about anyway? The film in question here is
0: The Baby yes the baby from nineteen seventy three uh directed by mr. Ted post and written by mr. Abe Polsky I'm sure you guys are all familiar with these gentlemen at this point right yeah yeah big fans
1: yeah sure sure <laughs> yeah, cause, cause, you know when you when you think of the the great art tours of Hollywood you know you think Spielberg and uh and uh, Scorsese and uh uh What was this guy's name?
0: Uh, Well, the director was Ted Post, and the director was uh, Abe Polsky.
1: Sure, sure. Ted Post, the uh, bastard brother of Mike Post, the famed uh, TV composer.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, that sounds good. Make them sound better that way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But he did indeed direct this film, as well as, check this out, Magnum Force, famous you know Clint Eastwood film that uh, I'm sure most people are familiar with and Beneath the Planet of the Apes not to mention multiple television episodes of you know various shows throughout the years so he does have some uh some work under his belt including this film The Baby as I said from 1973 which I know you uh you're probably going to run out and buy this on DVD now Am, am I
1: wrong? You're wrong. You're wrong. It, it it doesn't surprise me though that the guy actually made a decent movie, you know, because Force, thats kind of like the uh you know, a pretty famous Clint Eastwood movie—and yeah. Pan- 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 not not the worst one of the of the uh, series. Uh, I can say, you know, I'm saying I'm not surprised because the movie, while horrid, <laughs> was com- was competently filmed. It was, you know, that, yeah, it. it it wasn't the... When you first uh, uh, let me know about this and I looked up just to kind of see what I was in for. Because right. I don't... My heart can't take the kind of uh, shock that I think you intended to have. <laughs> um, uh, when I was looking at the Wikipedia summary of this, I'm like, this is going to be along the lines of some sort of rat finka boo boo some sort of... Uh, uh, white trash oh gosh what was the the uh divine oh pink uh, flamingo sort of yes. waters film sure some sort of something. sure yeah, that's what i thought it was gonna be and um to my surprise uh it wasn't horribly filmed it was pretty well put together uh, just talking about the way it was framed the way it was lit the way it was made okay sure, sure. The script the script is absolute rubbish. The the acting is big, steaming piles up. But overall, uh, you know, just the way the camera was held, sure, it was great. And it doesn't that doesn't surprise me that maybe he made an actual movie later in life.
0: Yeah. You know, you gotta start somewhere, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not everybody can not not everybody can uh uh, start out with The Claw or uh, uh, Sable or uh, Milk-Fed Veal Woman from the Planet lung. Not everyone can have those blockbusters under their belt.
0: Well, that is true, yes. Well, let's look at Polsky for a second, the writer. He actually... Uh, well, he, he he did some things on television. He did episodes of like uh, the original Kung Fu series, uh, Fame in the '80s, The Virginian, Bonanza, and he actually uh, worked on uh, two very famous films, uh, The Brute Core and The Rebel Rousers from the '70s. I'm sure you're familiar with these films as well.
1: No, 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 but I'm sure that I will be before. Uh, my untimely demise at my own hand, due to having to watch.
0: This movie. If I have my way, yes, you probably will be. But I, you know, I'll pace myself, and I don't want to cram too much, you know, at you, you know, it's that sort of
1: thing. Yeah, trying, trying to exploit my anger before it burns completely out. That's kind of, you know, think. I care
0: about you. You're a friend of mine, so I gotta, I gotta look out for There's your best fr- interests.
1: Fr- friends, friends. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I guess shall we dive into the uh, the thick, thick plot of this film, or what do you think?
1: Uh, can we just take a cactus and slap my eye with it a few times?
0: If I was closer, I would be happy to oblige, but you know, this whole yeah.
1: quarantine
0: thing, it's uh it's very limiting uh, at, at this point. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. <laughs> this, yeah, this was one of the worst. Oh, go ahead. Please. Well, well, we
0: start off with a, this charming social worker, right? Right.
1: No, we start off with, a an opening title. Well, yeah, let's backtrack
0: to that. That's there. Go ahead. Go.
1: That that is that is akin to the ending of Lord of the Rings: Return of the King, where you just kept thinking, at some point, this has got to end. 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 And it kept going and going and going. And this was a title sequence. True. And when I was watching this movie, I swear that I thought it was you know four five and a half hours long, somewhere on those lines. It clocks in just under 90 It minutes. does, yes, it does. And whoever made this needs to get a hold of NASA, needs to get a hold of someone in the realm of physics, theoretical physics, because they found a way to slow time <laughs> down. Make a drag out to a point where you're just so desperate for it to end that you're looking for some sort of distraction. And I found myself Jabbing myself with some sort of pen just to like, please give me something that's less painful than what's I'm watching. <laughs> and that was the opening sequence.
0: Yeah, yeah, that uh, that's never a good <laughs> sign, is it? When a film opens and you're already to that point of uh, you know self mutilation, it's not good.
1: it, it, it wasn't, and it wasn't even bad opening sequence. It wasn't weird or anything. It was just nothing happening except pictures of people people doing nothing and so many people's names for no apparent reason i it just goes on it goes on and on man. yeah you're right i left i left i I, you know (laughs) went and made a roast and came back and it was still going
0: (laughs) we get it it's a long (laughs) intro right
1: (laughs) well that's that for the Peyton Green Peppers podcast (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Next
0: time for the intro, it with me. Yeah, well, that's the beauty of the fast-forward button. I, w- I would even agree with you on that, even though I don't hate this film. I do find it a little slow in parts. Yes, it's not paced real well. No.
1: Oh, no, no.
0: it's a, no, it's not. Paste. It's not. Well, let's look at the social worker, Anne, who is sort of the, I would say, the main character of the film. Well, we have two main characters, of course, Anne, the social worker, who uh, comes to visit the uh, Wadsworth family because she has been assigned to their child's case, taking over for the previous uh, worker who, uh, from what I understood, just dis- disappeared for whatever reason. And uh, you know, we're-
1: if you say so, I I had lost interest. <laughs>
0: Well, we're left to assume that uh, potentially something uh, ominous happened to the previous uh, caregiver, but we, you know, who knows? We don't really know that as a fact, but there's potential there. So anyway, Ann is investigating this uh, new client of hers, and uh, his name, of course, well, is, is the baby, right? We, he's He doesn't have a name. They just call him
1: Right, because, because people, because you get, you get away with that in the real world. I'm never going to actually give the child a name. We're just going to call him Baby. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's on his birth certificate, just Baby. Uh, you like Prince or Cher, just Baby. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah, because that could happen. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so she gets on the case to investigate and sort of oversee the care of Baby, who, when we see him, is a grown man, early 20s, in a diaper, in a baby crib and right. he uh, acts like a baby and it's not one of those weird uh, you know fetishy kind of things it's he acts he has, he's been he he acts like a baby right he's like a giant baby
1: right well I mean let's just spoil this plot uh, you know is that the, the family was keeping him in, a, in a, an infantile developmental yes. stage uh, purposefully. Uh, for, for some, it's not really fully explained, no. but what, what this would be called in the real world would be called Munch House and. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So they make this kid, you know, as they kept saying it, retarded.
0: <laughs> because that's politically correct nowadays, but yeah, you're right.
1: Oh, sure. But the, they kept this, this guy in a perpetual state of infancy. Uh, for some unknown weird reason but you you sort of glossed over the introduction to the rest of the family
0: ah yes the family
1: you have the you have the uh first person you see is some blonde in a tennis outfit tossing a tennis ball uh they ask her if she is the this is the house she said yes and what I did find one interesting thing about her. Do you know anything about this actress? I do know that she went on to be a,
0: an actress on Days of Our Lives. I do know that much.
1: Yeah, no, that's not the interesting part about it. I
0: mean, what, what did you Suzanne, dig up on it?
1: Suzanne Zinner was her yeah. name. And she was in the original pilot for Three's Company. Really? No, not, not any of the ones that were actually aired, but she was the Chrissy character, but the name of the character was Samantha at the time. But she was in with John Ritter on the original pilot. She starred in the Ditsy Blonde character. Role. You know, I could
0: see that just thinking about how she looked and in, in her, you know, her acting shops and what have you. I could see her playing that role, truth be told, I think, if, uh, you know, Suzanne Summers hadn't stepped in. So, yeah, I could see that.
1: Yeah, you know, and just think, you know, we could have had this woman, you know, um, hawking the thigh Master and, and then trying trying to stay, desperately stay in the spotlight by talking about her sex life until her 70s because that's what everyone wants to know about. Yeah, sadness. Yeah. Every, every couple, every month or so, there's some sort of, you know, Suzanne Summers reports her sex life is this and this and this. Like, why are you still talking to this person? She hasn't been on TV in 30 years. <laughs>
0: exactly
1: Well, she's the sheriff i mean that's the last time anyone saw oh it. wow that's
0: true that's a good flashback you just put there yeah that's a good one uh okay. not really but
1: so that was the entirety of the interesting things i found about this uh, movie <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah that's one of the uh this the baby's i guess half sisters i from what from what they said later in the film the 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 mother had apparently all these kids by different men i think or something uh that's
1: yeah, it was never really said before, but it was just sort of thrown out there later. Yeah. Uh, so the one sister is like the uh, attractive blonde, and then you have the other sister with uh, hair that a glam rock <laughs> band in 1987. Would it be jealous of Oh, yeah, it was hair. a lot of hair. It was huge. Yeah. Just huge. Uh, then you had the mother... Oh, Don't forget yeah. the mother uh, who sounds like she gargles gar- broken glass and bourbon.
0: Right, right. Yeah, she was a character as well. The interesting thing about the sister with the hair—did you research her much? She, uh, no, yeah.
1: I. I gave <laughs> <up that. laughs>
0: she actually had a starring role in High Plains Drifter with Clint Eastwood, which is kind of interesting because, as we said earlier, Ted Post. I directed Magnum Force with Clint Eastwood, so I'm seeing a connection there, loosely, but, you know, I do what I can, you know, I uh, connect the dots where, where they uh, need to be connected. So anyway, starring role in High Plains Drifter with Mr. Clint Eastwood, and also a role in The Godfather Part Two. so she's, you know, done some reputable films besides this one, so, you know, I like to give credit where credit is due. So anyway, we are back. We had a little interruption, some technical difficulties, if you will, which happens, you know, when you're dealing with technology uh, as advanced as what we're using. So anyway, uh, back to this film, The Baby, from 1973. The uh, sister, Jermaine um, was her name, Germaine Wadsworth, with the big hair uh, that you had previously mentioned, uh, Shane, uh, she actually went on to star... In High Plains Drifter with uh, Mr. Clint Eastwood, which sort of, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting because, as we said earlier, the director, Ted Post, directed Magnum Force also with Eastwood. So there's kind of a, a connection there, if you will. I like to connect the dots if possible and give. Uh, yeah,
1: know- yeah. And two more people you get Kevin Bacon. Can we get on with <laughs> it?
0: <laughs> and she also uh, had a role in Godfather, too. I like to give credit where credit is due, you know. You Know that sort of thing. What,
1: what Godfather 2?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Huh, what'd she play? Uh,
0: you, I, know? you know what? I didn't get that far. She was in it though, somewhere. Maybe not in
1: the okay. role, but I just
0: know she was indeed in it. Uh, so I don't know. Now you're going to have to watch oh, yeah. Godfather 2 again, right?
1: Oh, yeah. That, that one I'll watch.
0: Now, <laughs> High Plains Drifter is a classic too, though, of course.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 that's not this.
0: Right, right. <laughs> okay so we've covered the sisters it's basically a very weird uh family dynamic that we're dealing with here uh to say the least uh, oh, yeah. would you say eccentric maybe i don't know or just crazy
1: uh, i would say purposefully weird
0: yeah 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 i'd say that's but, true but
1: the, the thing is is that and one of the big problems with this movie and not that i would enjoy it anymore But if they were just like full out campy, understanding this is a ridiculous concept and being a ridiculous thing and they were just like mugging it up and being crazy and knowing this is just stupid. Right. You know, that would be one thing, but they're very serious about it. Oh, very much. I'm not sure which is worse to have a bad movie where people know you're in a bad movie, but it's still a bad movie or have a bad movie where people think it's a good movie and they're trying to be mysterious and put out a vibe and be real actors and such. And it's just
0: and then it wasn't working, no matter
1: what happens, it's just not worth it. right
0: <laughs> Well, at least the other way you can laugh at it, and it's fun. There was probably
1: not a whole lot
0: of laughing going on when you were watching this, was there?
1: Oh no, 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 not the movie, sure, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, exactly like, like, laughing at the, the laughing at the torture that i'm going to inflict upon you because when the when the coronavirus passes <laughs> because of what you're making me watch yeah I laugh. At
0: that. <laughs> yeah save that, that laughter nails, the, <laughs> <laughs> the maniacal laughter of a madman that's that's the best kind of laughter really if you could can that and market it i think you know there's a product
1: there oh sure 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 yeah, that's that's how I'm gonna, uh, you know, beat uh, Bezos, is the richest man in the world, by eating canned laughter.
0: It <laughs> yeah, beats canned ham or canned beans, you know. But on bonch, yeah, yeah. anyway.
1: Really, we're doing this again? Okay.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, the movie, the baby from 1973.
1: Uh, oh God, here we go again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyway, and the social worker, she sort of acclimates herself in with this family or she tries to in order to get close to said baby to sort of as she right would, study his uh, you know his uh, mental capacity and things of that nature to see if he could sort of be rehabbed into becoming a functional adult.
1: That's the plan anyway, right. supposedly. Because you know that that would be what a person would do in a situation.
0: Sure. So she was just doing her job.
1: Right, right. But the uh, the initial meeting of the family was weird. Uh, the the they talk about how they can barely get by. That the one sister gives tennis lessons. The big hair girl's the occasional TV commercial. I okay somehow I know, <laughs> odd, but all right. Um, <laughs> but when then the, the, they show this guy, he's in a crib, in a diaper. Uh, they're rubbing him. They they take him out. They rub him down so that his muscles don't uh, atrophy or whatever. Right. But that's not true. If you were actually made to stay in a a, a crawling position, a, a downward position, not ever using your legs for standing or le- using your muscles to lift yourself or upper body, you completely atrophy. You really would. And and you know I mean that's why you see these people who are. You know, severely developmentally disabled, and you know, have these diseases and and conditions and stuff. Where they're in wheelchairs, where they you know shrink themselves up, that their tendons draw together, so that they become almost fetal again. Yeah. But you know, but but why, why go with realism in a movie like this?
0: Well, yeah, you know, uh, at least at least I guess what they were doing for him, uh, at least his skin stayed nice. It was nice and clear and soft, and you know. You know, baby soft, baby soft. <laughs> so he had that going for him at least. Sure, uh, sure But, but like you said, after 21, two years, however old this baby was supposed to be, you're right. After being in that position for that many years, he would kind of be sort of stuck in that position, I guess. Yeah, you know, oh,
1: yeah, oh, absolutely. He wouldn't have any muscular, muscular muscle tone or or anything. Yeah. Uh, So they do that and as she's leaving there's a very weird there are a lot of very weird moments in this movie that are never followed up. Like just when something odd and possibly interesting happens, they just drop it by the wayside because why keep interest? You know, why? Uh, So after the initial meeting the social worker's leaving and she's talking to Big Haired Girl and there is a weird strange lesbian vibe going on from the big haired girl. Uh, did you get that? That seemed like she was coming on to the social worker? I did actually. We I thought could that was good friends and you could get to know each other.
0: Yeah. She kept getting in her personal space and asking her stuff and then that was kind of the end of it. The next scene that never happened again.
1: Right. And and also another thing I noticed, big haired girl doesn't blink.
0: She doesn't. She stares constantly.
1: Yeah. And I don't know if that's just an affectation that she was trying to for the movie, or if this woman's just got some sort of problem. Don't Neither don't would
0: surprise me. He keeps a pocket full of eye drops. I suspect. I don't know.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: maybe, maybe. So,
1: sure, <laughs> sure.
0: Let's see. What's another interesting scene? Because uh, we're—I know—we're trying to make this movie sound really awesome. Um, there's the babysitter scene.
1: Uh, yeah, that one where cool. where the babysitter's on the phone to her boyfriend, and the boyfriend is, you know. As most, uh... I'm assuming she supposed to be a teenager.
0: I uh, think, yeah. I yeah. you know,
1: Even though I played by an obvious 25-year-old.
0: Sure, uh, oh yeah. Uh
1: Was on the phone and the one-sided conversation because they couldn't afford to have somebody on the other end of the phone. Um Highly sexualized. Oh, of course I'm wearing panties, don't I always? And, you know, oh, is that always on your mind? Yeah. Well, if he's a teenage boy, yes. Uh... <laughs> Sadly, (laughs) yeah, but uh, then the babysitter goes up to take care of the baby, and then what happens? Oh, Oh, tell us what happens. Oh boy, orator of mine.
0: Well, first of all, the baby desperately wants out of the crib, you know. Uh, because he's sort of gotten used to getting out and interacting uh, with the social worker because she plays games with him and such. So this is what he wants. He wants the babysitter to let him out in order to play. So he's throwing his little stuffed animal out of the crib and crying and whatnot. So she finally gives in and lets the baby out. Well, then he... Right. he, 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 he Huh? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then long story short uh she's oh. playing with him he ends up hitting his head on the floor crying and in order to console him she holds him closely which leads to a very awkward scene which i uh, <laughs> Probably not the best person to describe this scene, but anyway, you can imagine.
1: Oh, no, no, let's go ahead and describe this scene there, buddy boy. Let's go ahead and describe this scene. Are- let me do so. Let, let me lay it out there for you. No. no, this is another one of those moments where you sit there and watch and go, What the just happened again?
0: Yeah,
1: the, the baby starts trying to nurse.
0: Right, and right. As babies do. There,
1: there's a couple things wrong with this. There's a, there's a couple things wrong with this. Yes. Uh, number one, uh, there's no indication that this uh, guy had ever nursed that he is always given a bottle. Right. So a kid given a bottle isn't going to have the instinct to nurse uh, especially after 20 years of not nursing. That's true. Uh, number two, uh, Unless there's something I missed, this babysitter doesn't have a kid, and she's not giving milk.
0: That's true too. Uh, so why would that, yeah, even have been a thing?
1: Right, and then she just allows it. Allows it. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> that was one of those writer ideas. I suspect uh, Mr. Polsky said, "You know what? This movie's dragging. This story needs a little something, something." So he threw that in there in order to get us to the scene where. The baby's uh, family arrives after their night out on the town.
1: Right, <laughs> night out on the town. They can barely make ends meet. Uh, <laughs> they're out and had a big meal and a big night.
0: Exactly, and they and I believe the mother, as they're entering the house, is "Yes, we got home just early enough so we don't have to pay her extra." <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> then they go upstairs to check on baby and see where the babysitter is to find this scene transpiring to which the mother freaks out and begins brutally beating the babysitter
1: with a very conveniently placed belt because i remember you know i mean my kids are rather young uh yeah my my youngest is only five years old now and so it wasn't that long ago that they had their own nursery and i remember that i kept a a a barber's shaving (laughs) strop laying around in their rooms like this. Casually whip a babysitter if I needed to. Exactly. So that's just what you did back in the day.
0: <laughs> that's what you did in the early 70s. You know, that was a thing, I guess, you know.
1: Need a tip? No, I'll give you a slap in the head. <laughs> Get out of
0: here. Hit the pavement.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they said. Since- <laughs> So they send this babysitter out saying, "Get out of here!" And if you tell anyone, we're gonna press charges. I think they said, or something.
1: Right, because they because they're gonna say that she was abusing a mentally deficient or something. Right. And and yeah.
0: And the girl has blood all over her mouth and no, no and... she
1: doesn't have blood. She's got some sort of red smear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. It definitely did look like blood.
1: It, uh... <laughs> It looked like she was like eating eating French fries and sneeze. That's what she looked really like.
0: <laughs> the voice of experience, I suspect.
1: Oh God! <laughs> uh, yes, because I not, not me. there's my kids, your children, uh, yes. fries and, and ketchup everywhere.
0: Oh, so,
1: oh, and but and then the, the baby, of course, is crying.
0: Well, yeah, and yeah. The baby is not pleased.
1: And, and as and as as one is you know a 21 year old man who has gone through puberty uh you know one's voice wouldn't change if you kept in a diaper right
0: that's another thing yes i'm glad you brought that up the whole time this baby's crying they're piping in what sounds like actual audio of a true life baby crying it would certainly wouldn't be emanating from this grown up body you are correct no
1: no it is even even a developmentally disabled is going to have their, their, you know, hormones are going to change their vocals no matter what. Yeah. But no, this is a full-out baby crying, you know. And I am sure because of this, the, the quality of production this was, they actually had somebody poking a baby with a fork to get it to cry so they could record it. And I'm fairly certain this
0: <laughs> Anything for art, I suspect.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah so that's that's that weird thing happened That then the the social worker tries to get the family to take this kid to a a school for the retarded.
0: Yeah, there you, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And uh, uh of course the again, family
1: we're gonna go we're gonna go really politically correct with this. They're not our words. This is this is the words they're using. All right, I these are, are the
0: words from the film, people. Don't don't judge us. Uh well, you know, it's just uh it's one of those fi-
1: judge judge Patrick,
0: because he's the one who made me <laughs> picked the judge film. <laughs> send all your hate mail to me. Uh yes, yes. Uh, Marion, Illinois, yeah. that's my address.
1: Send <laughs> yeah. S- send your hate mail to him, to me, and I'll add some stuff to it and send it on to him.
0: Yeah, then I, I get the full effect that way. <laughs> so. Feel all of the good, good hates.
1: And then, of course, they, they go and explore the uh, school for the retarded. Right. But at least at least on the, the sign of the school, it says school for special children or something to that effect. Which was a little more
0: palatable, yeah. Yeah, that was nice.
1: Sure. But again, we're going to have what's not going to happen today in 1973 they're showing a whole room full of kids with Down syndrome yep. and Asperger's and uh, you know what looked to be probably like some sort of polio or uh, uh, muscular dystrophy kids on crutches kids who are drawn up you know disabled mentally disabled physically disabled kids a whole room full of them yeah now question yes if you have a guy who's 21 and has the capacity of a a toddler, would you put him in A, a room full of children, where if he were to lash out in a fit of rage, might kill one, or would you put him in B, a home for developmentally disabled adults?
0: I'm gonna lean more towards B, I think, because I thought the same thing. Like, there's no way they got to put this grown dude in here with these children these poor children there's no way cuz you're right yeah,
1: and they never and they never went back to this they, it was almost as if that was just the whole point was just to show a room full of kids with disabilities i cuz it didn't follow through again it's like okay there's something never mind i don't care anymore let's move on this whole movie's got add <laughs> it does really and i
0: suspect the reason they uh maybe the the director was knew someone at the school and they just let them come in and film the classroom for a couple minutes i don't know
1: yeah and i'm sure they got permission from every one of the parents for that oh, yeah
0: i'm sure there were a ton of waivers signed and release forms oh. and things of that nature yeah probably not yeah yeah,
1: yeah. it was a different it all right,
0: friend. <laughs> Movies were much more simpler to make that, you know, back in anyway.
1: Yeah, like, if you weren't if you if you weren't, you know, concerned with rules or decency.
0: Laws. Yeah, I know. Right. So anyway, the family
1: in, in, in the words of Pee-Wee Herman, the law. Anyway.
0: <laughs> the law. I forgot about that. That's awesome. Thank you. See, it was worth this movie review podcast just for that. <laughs> for you,, <The> <laughs> so this family, if I remember correctly, uh they really aren't keen on this school idea,
1: so no, because they're they're all three of them are in on the plot to keep this guy completely down for whatever reason. It's never really explained why they just want him to be perpetually an infant, uh but they're all in on it, yeah, uh, they get super mad when the the woman comes over again. Apparently, she has no other clients that she needs to visit. She, <laughs> so she's always over at this place and uh, gets the guy to throw a ball or chase a ball or almost stand or something. Yeah. Then the, the mom kicks the social worker out. The social worker leaves. The mom's all mad. The guy says, Mama. At which point, she loses her mind. <laughs> and the next thing you know, they're upstairs, hanging this guy with that cattle. <laughs>
0: yeah, that scene blew my mind. I was like, and I had seen this film before, so to rewatch it, to revisit it, I was like, I completely oh, forgot about that.
1: You've watched this voluntarily more than one time? I
0: did, uh, admittedly so, oh, yes.
1: Good Lord. So, yeah, they- so they're hitting getting this guy the cattle prod is zapping him and zapping him and zapping him and you know the, the, and this is the attractive blonde-haired sister that's doing this. Uh, the other sister comes in and says you're gonna kill him and we have to discipline them. They're trying to you know she's just going nuts, going nuts. This, this is the great part about this movie yeah. is that the mom comes in, grabs this cattle prod zaps the sister who's been abusing the baby, and screams at her, your brother is not an animal. Take him to the closet!
0: (laughs) Direct quote from the film. Yes, she did say that. Wow. Uh, It's
1: not that she minded the guy being hit with the cattle prod. She just didn't want it too much. Yeah. And no problem putting this guy in a closet. Okay.
0: Yeah. What a caring mother, right?
1: Great, great mom. And then then we go to the next, really, again, we're gonna throw in something interesting and never follow through with it. The scene where the guy is asleep. What happens?
0: <laughs> I don't even remember that scene. What? You don't
1: really even remember? <laughs> Baby's asleep and big haired sister comes in to visit? Oh,
0: right, right. And she creeps up next to the crib opens the gate and climbs into the crib with him and cut scene oh, no, no 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 no
1: no you for, you forgot something
0: what part did she i forget just
1: oh she. yes
0: yes yes so
1: now we're going to add incest to everything else that's going
0: on but you don't see it but it is implied yeah that's true
1: oh, yeah
0: another messed up scene by uh, Mr. writer Abe Polsky thank you sir so, yeah.
1: And again, it's something that could be explored in a real movie. If they did a real movie of this, it would be okay, you know, to, to explore this and maybe go through with that, you know, some flowers in the attic in the action going there. I don't know. But this was, well, we'll just throw it out there and never visit it again. Like everything else that was a slight interest of this movie.
0: Yep. Because after that, it was just sort of like, okay, that scene's over. What's next, Right
1: right and what's next is it just sort of falls apart real quick it the the mom launches a complaint against the social worker cuz the social worker is apparently just too good at trying to get the guy to become a human being yeah uh and then the and i'm I, I work in the legal field there's no there's not this is not a secret right, um, right. I, and i deal with cases that involve custody and foster care and, and abuse and neglect. This is actually is part of my job. So what's really just got me because I can suspend my belief on a lot of things for a while, you know, just understand this is the movie is what it is. If it's a, you know, variable height of a Yeti jumping up and down, climbing up buildings or if it's a, some sort of swamp monster. Okay. But when you get to this where the woman comes in and she's and she's saying, I'm going to go to court over this and I'm going to get custody of baby. Now, she is a social worker. She would not be allowed to do that. And so for all my outrage over this movie, and it was vast. That was actually one of the worst things for me to deal with. Because I'm sitting there screaming at you like, no, you can't do that. That's not the way it works. Not even in the 70s would it work like that. Yeah. Where the social worker would get to be the, no, they would be too close to it. They wouldn't allow it. You'd be in a foster family, but in this case, really a group home of some guy. But no, where she's going to fight for personal custody of baby. And it just drew, blew my mind how, how I was just screaming about how she couldn't do that. And, <laughs> uh.
0: So the, uh, the legalities, the, uh, the entire misrepresentation of, of, of the legal system and how things work in regards to that situation really messed with you, didn't
1: it? Oh, it's why I can't watch legal shows. You know, any of these legal procedure shows, I just scream and holler. That's not the way it's done. You can't get probation for that. This is not the way it works. <laughs> a murder trial. You're not going to go to a murder trial in two weeks. It's going to take a year. This is what, you know, the reality of the situation is so glossed over. So when you get these things and and they're just making it up as they go along, it just, it irritates me. But that's just me. Uh uh, so many other things to be outraged about, but that's just one of the things. that's really poked, me, poked at.
0: Me. Well, you're just interjecting a little truth into the uh, the, the situation. I mean, I, you know, that's that's how we learn. That's how we learn. Sure, sure.
1: For the world, thank so, you. But then the uh, mom calls and tries to make up, and you know, part of her don't, don't try to do that and come over for a birthday party.
0: Yes, the famous part.
1: Oh. Let's talk about this party, shall we? No, it
0: was something. For for a family that had no money, they threw a pretty good party though.
1: Well, for the family had no money, uh there's an awful lot of people there. <laughs> Why are there all these people there? But these people are like crazy, weird people who are uh having a a 21, 22-year-old guy in a diaper or little Lord little Lord Fauntleroy suit in this particular case. Um You know, they're going to have all this, but there's a a whole house full of people. Oh, yeah. Uh, And um, there's one guy that I kept seeing in the background, and I swear it was Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) Uh, He just looked so much like Tarantino, it was terrifying. (laughs) And then there was what I would just refer to as a proto-hipster. Yeah. uh, A guy who had the skinny jeans and the weird shirt and the odd glasses and the big beard. Looked just like somebody you see roaming around the village uh you know complaining about his soy latte not being organic enough that that's the kind of guy who looked like it Um <laughs> and, 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 there's, and there's nobody there's no explanation of who these people are no, no. are they cousins are they friends uh there's apparently boyfriends current boyfriends ex boyfriends current hookups I'm not sure they're all over the place, and one guy is hitting on the um uh, Social worker, he he refers to himself as a skin freak. I'm going to pay you a compliment. You've got really nice skin. I'm just a skin freak. <laughs> <laughs> so is Ed Geen. You know, it's not a covering thing to say.
0: Yeah, if that's not a turn-off line. I don't know what uh, what would be. <laughs> I'm a skin freak. And, and,
1: and he and he's sucking on what I can only assume would be a joint because it's this little teeny tiny cigarette, but there's no smoke coming out of it. None at all. Um, And Are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay, you you stroked out there for a second. Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It happens with this, as I said. This this advanced uh, supercomputer we're using here, it sometimes happens, but it's okay.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that Commodore 64. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the guy is smoking a joint or sucking on a joint that's not lit. I'm not sure. And again, if they're bringing this woman over to see how great they do with the baby in a family setting, why is there all this booze? Why is there all this drugs? Why is there all this like uh, promiscuous behavior in front of what is essentially supposed to be a guy and an infant with an infantile mind? Right, right. that would not be... You're proper on any, on any level. Now, weird uh, lighting,
0: weird music, weird everything.
1: Oh, yeah. And of course, the girl with the big hair has even bigger hair now. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, and I was watching it and I realized who, who she did not look like this woman, but the hair and the excessive eye makeup, you know who they looked like? Who? Susanna Hoffs,
0: oh, from walk
1: like an Egyptian. Wow, big hair, yeah, big eye makeup, and that's what this. And this is 1973. She was ahead of her time.
0: Oh yeah, she was. She was. I think that's probably, uh, you know, Susanna Hoffs probably modeled herself after after this character in this film, perhaps, maybe.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, her and every other guy in uh, L.A. at the t- <laughs> they're like, you know, I want to look like that. <laughs>
0: Well, that explains it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. uh, then they uh, they they drug, but they don't even drug. Here's the, again, we're gonna get irritated here. Um, the woman is refusing to drink or do anything because she wants to be sober because she wants to talk to the mom about developing this kid out of his infantile state, um, and. She's drinking a, a a what I would assume would probably be a non-alcoholic drink. She sets it down to play darts, uh, with the line of "When you're a winner, you can't conceive of losing." Okay. Um, at which point, the mom gives this little subtle nod and shake of a head. The sister switches a drink. Now, she doesn't slip a Mickey into the drink. <laughs> she doesn't drug the drink. She gets it out of a punch bowl right? and switches up the glass. Now, I'm not a heavy drinker. I, I do imbibe, upon occasion, a, a small amount of alcohol. Um, and I can say this. You can taste booze <laughs> in a drink. <laughs> so... Since this wasn't someone slipping her some molly or something like that to knock her out, she would have tasted the alcohol in the punch. At which point she would have been like, ew, alcohol, I'm not trying to drink alcohol, or maybe, I don't know, this is not my drink.
0: (laughs) Right, right.
1: And also, half of a glass of punch apparently is enough to make this person Completely W.C. Fields loopy. Um, you know, Otis the drunk stumbling around. Uh, again, this was not a spiked drink. This was a drink out of the punch bowl. Right. Yeah. So either everyone's taking a lot of drugs in this or she can't handle her booze at all. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I thought the same uh, thing. I thought that's very weird. Yeah, everybody else is drinking out of this bowl. So what's the deal? I don't know.
1: Right, and then Mama, uh, as she's known by everyone in the party, mm-hmm. you know, not her first name, not her last name, just hey, Mama, you're such a good Mama. You know, oh, it's so good that you're doing this again. This, this would be if they'd explored this in a you know a I hate to use the term real movie, but if it was a movie that uh, by a, a, a quality. Filmmaker, someone with some sort of thematic thing where she talked about how how some people would think it was a sacrifice. But this is a pure joy to be able to provide for this is 1000 percent Munchausen syndrome by proxy. This was the, the perfect example of what that would be, where everybody is giving her such sympathy and attention for what she has to go through. And it's again Not explored. It's just sort of there. And unless you're someone who's weird like me who looks this kind of crap up, you like this has no real no reason to be in there because it's not explored. No one says she has this syndrome. No one says we have to get help for this. It's just like, oh, here's a perfect example of what it is. Let's not mention it again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are right on every level of <laughs> that description oh, is spot on.
1: <laughs> oh. Uh and then they the they, they you are going to take this girl on the back and kill her? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because uh, and then what happens? Because that's the only option, then you know. One...
0: Take her down in the basement, tie her up, and then you're gonna come back later and just I don't know why they didn't just kill her then, but of course they didn't. <clears throat> so anyway, right. she's hanging out in the basement, gagged and tied up and all this business. And then they go upstairs to party some more. And uh, then the baby, uh, the baby becomes the sort of the hero, if you will, uh, of the film, where he sort of uh, crawls around out of the kitchen area, I believe. And he goes to the basement door and sort of fiddles with the handle until it opens because apparently no baby safety locks or anything on anything. So
1: Well, they didn't have those. I guess ever, that's true. So then I guess he we were all we were all licking lead paint and sticking pennies in the electric electrical hours. That's got- right, riding around in the back of pickup
0: trucks and no seatbelts and things of that nature. Um so it's sort of that
1: Playing with George. it was a simpler
0: time. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the baby makes his way down, I'm assuming a flight of steps into this basement. I don't know how that worked.
1: I don't know if it was a basement or just some sort of like room behind the stairs. Maybe
0: that's what it was. That, that, okay, we're gonna go with that because I can I can deal with that better. Um, not some baby sure. sliding down the steps. Or so anyway.
1: Yes, I would I, I think the movie would have been much improved by seeing that guy flopping down the <laughs> stairs like a rag doll. <laughs> it would have
0: been more enjoyable at that point.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I wanted to see him thrown out a flight of stairs, but that's me. <laughs> Followed up by the uh, director and the writer, please. Right,
0: right. Because if, if if you think about it, this is where the entire movie shifts to a different tone after this scene. Because the baby comes downstairs, uh, he's really useless. He doesn't really help her, but it, he he pulls the gag out of her mouth after like five sure. minutes of struggling with it with his little baby. Right.
1: Because it because <laughs> helped her an awful lot. Uh,
0: yeah, not at all. So. <laughs> then she was able to 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 manipulate this saw out of this, I don't know if it was a toolbox or whatever.
1: Right, the the conveniently placed toolbox full of garden shears and and hand
0: saws. Right. So she's able to work her hands, which are bound behind her back, you know, down under her legs, and pull her feet through, like I'm sure we've all seen you know, more nimble people do in scenes like that. But anyway, she she's able to pull the saw out using
1: her toes... Hold it between right
0: and begin to free herself. Right, you know. So.
1: And uh, meanwhile, the rest of the family is is up top, being in the party, and Mama's get uh in getting all the attention. Uh, the sexual predator who was like, "Hey, baby, we should you know go hang out and have sex," and when the woman said no, "Oh, you must be a women's lib kind of gal." Like, okay, yeah. Couldn't be the fact she had a comb over and wearing a fringe jacket. Yeah, could Couldn't have a darn thing to
0: do with it. A perhaps she just had taste. I don't know. Let's yeah, I don't know.
1: But then that guy is making out with one of the sisters, and she's telling him to burn his finger off to because he's a cannibal or something. I, oh Lord! Right, right. Sounds crazy. Bad. The the woman escapes. Takes baby. Now, here's where I don't get. Yes. How are they getting this guy in the house, up the stairs, into cars, if he can't walk? (laughs) These women are not big, strong women. Oh no. You know. They're just small and they don't look like they could list somebody that and I'm not saying that, you know, women couldn't lift a, a, a full grown man. A lot of women could, but these women were never portrayed as people who were in exceptional shape. Who could lift their own body weight and then some and haul it out to a, a a car or upstairs or something Exactly. so it's never explained how i mean they never never take take care of that it, to my satisfaction
0: nah same here because it's not like he had a a man-sized baby stroller that she could throw him in and wheel him to the car or anything like that he would have basically right. been crawling so on the somehow dirt and, the, and, yeah I mean.
1: right so that somehow they get out to the car out of the, out of a crowded house where no one's
0: <laughs> right, uh, and then and
1: so yeah, uh, this woman takes the baby home and and sends the sends the family letter. I'm keeping him
0: <laughs> because that's what all kidnappers basically do or child abductors. They they say, "Hey, right. you know, I got this and, kid."
1: And I guess I guess you have the the leverage of. If you say anything about it, I'll turn you into the police for trying to kill me. Mm -hmm. Um, Although I think you maybe should do that anyway (laughs) Uh, to make sure they don't try to—I don't know—come to your house in the middle of my turn to retrieve their baby. Exactly. Yeah. Which is what happens.
0: I would. That would be protocol. I would think. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the social worker. Lives in a really big house.
0: Huge! This thing's like um, a gigantic place. Yeah, yes.
1: it's a it's a mansion, and uh, I I I don't know if was ever said specifically, maybe more than once, but the, she lives with her mother in law. Yes, uh, and uh, previously they had mentioned that her husband, who was a architect and designs some of the most beautiful buildings of the city had been in some sort of accident. Right. And so he's, she's living with the mother-in-law in this really big house. The, the family come in to rescue, rescue their own family member. And, you know, which would be the legal, the right thing to do on some level.
0: Sure, I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I would absolutely agree with that.
1: And then, and then take it away.
0: Okay, well, they come in, and this is where the story really. No,
1: no, no. I mean, take this movie away. <laughs> take
0: take it to the burn pile, is what you say. <laughs> so at this point, the movie takes a bit a, a bit of a twist. Uh, uh, the, the family comes into the house um, to see if they can locate baby, and the big haired sister is packing heat. She has a gun, right? So. Sure. She's skulking around the darkness. Because this house is pitch black. It's the middle of the night. I don't know what time it's supposed to be, but pitch black in this house. Right. It, it, it's almost as if the social worker knew they were coming. I don't know. But anyway, the big-haired girl skulking around in one, on one side of the property with a gun. You have the blonde on another the other side of the property with, I don't think she even has a weapon, does she? Maybe a flashlight or something? I don't know. I'm not sure. So anyway... Yeah. <clears throat>
1: I mean, I had gotten tired after six and a half hours.
0: <laughs> so they're skulking around and eventually the mother who waited, at, she was waiting out in the car uh, to, for whatever reason, decides to go check on them because she's tired of waiting, I suspect. Right, right. Comes in and she's skulking around the downstairs and something hits her on the cheek. Well, she gazes up to see the big haired daughter murdered lying over the uh, stair rail bloodied you know she has been taken out if you will
1: oh yeah start screaming of
0: course freaking
1: murder most foul.
0: so she she runs up the stairs to check on her dead daughter and then she notices a door open and it's the blonde daughter staggering out with what looks like a giant butcher knife in her back am I wrong
1: no you're not wrong but and and again um Here's the thing, and, and uh, I hate when realism gets in my way. Uh, <laughs> but, but have you ever noticed when, when everybody gets stabbed in the back, uh, it's always like dead center,, yeah. in, in the middle of the spine. Have you ever tried to put a knife through a bone? <laughs> You're not going to be able to shove a butcher knife uh, you know, up and down, you know, perpendicular with the spine. Like through the bone, that's, that's where it's always at. And even if it was off to the side, then you're talking about sliding it through a rib. No, at best you'd have to put it in at an angle between the ribs. <clears throat> yeah, you might be able to if you're very forceful, shove it in between the the vertebrae or something. But every time you see someone stabbed in the back, it's always right between the shoulder blades. Blade is perfectly straight up and down, perfectly centered, and. and it, uh, well, number one, if you were standing in the back like that, you'd be paralyzed. Could be sever your, ner- your, your your spinal cord. <laughs> so, so you'd be sitting there flopping and urinating all over yourself as you died in agony. Uh, yeah, at best, your legs might be spasming like a dying daddy gr- long legs or something. But no, we're going to have someone stumbling out like a drunk and then falling to the mother's arm. And that's when the big reveal is, oh, there's a knife in the back. Yeah. Surrounded by what I can only call ranch dressing. <laughs> Or, I'm sorry, French, French dressing. That's sort of an
0: orange. That's the white stuff, right? <laughs> right. French
1: dressing is white. So, so hold on.
0: Then uh, then we see another door open, and it's the mother-in-law. Right? Am I right? Or is it the social worker? I can't remember.
1: It's the social worker.
0: social worker, yes. Brandishing a hatchet, perhaps? Or, yeah, I
1: think it was a hatchet. Yeah. Yeah. A, a hatchet. Uh, yeah, it was a hatchet. It was a little little hatchet. Yeah. You know, as as one happens
0: to have up in one's bedroom. Yeah, you know, hey, social workers, they can never be too careful, I suppose. Or she might need to
1: drop yes. wood at
0: some point. I don't know.
1: Right, right. In your bedroom. In your bedroom.
0: <laughs> Maybe she had a fireplace. I don't know what's going on there. But uh, so she comes out with this maniacal look on her face, slowly walking, of course, slowly creeping towards the uh, still alive mother and of course sure a chase slash battle sort of ensues and all of this sort of thing you know the usual slapping each other around fighting for that the hatchet if you will and uh, that sort of thing and uh, then some,
1: at some point the
0: mother-in-law gets involved
1: yeah the mother-in-law comes out and hits the baby's mother and knocks her down and that's when they get the upper hand right so we find then we find out then that they're going to kill they've killed and they intend on keeping this kid no matter what
0: yeah because so they
1: drag they drag baby's mother out to the pool well oh yeah oh yeah the uh uh checkoff's gun uh of earlier is that the pool's been started so they've got a big hole already built and it, it dug into the ground right
0: that's right
1: and they toss, they toss all the bodies in there. Now, the, the baby's mother is still alive when the social worker and her mother-in-law start shoveling dirt <laughs> over everybody.
0: Right, right. Now... <clears throat> Go ahead.
1: <laughs> so, and, and here's the thing about this. Again, you're having to cover up three bodies. Right. With enough dirt... That the people who are coming tomorrow morning (laughs) aren't going to see body parts sticking out as they're pouring the concrete.
0: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought. And also,
1: there's a whole part part about you have to prepare the ground and, you know, firm it up and put braces and stuff. If there's a body there, there's going to be a problem.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're going to find it in like Uh, two seconds.
1: Right. And so they're just tossing dirt on this person. And you know that's they, they, they bury this one alive. They've killed the two daughters, and then the uh, uh, M Night Shyamalan you know level of twist.
0: What a twist! After
1: they, what a the twist! What the what, <laughs> what? Yeah, robot chicken. We're not we're not the thing you are. Uh So they they reveal. They pull Baby out of a closet because they kept him in the closet, of course. Of course. You know, we're we're going to rescue him from the bad people who put you in a closet. put you in a closet? <laughs> okay.
0: Well, they figured he was already acclimated to it, I guess, so he would be comfortable.
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, sure. And, and we, then we find out why. What's the real reason? Real reason? The real <laughs> reason? Well... Uh, you know, maybe I did drink a little too much to try to get through this. The real reason.
0: The real reason. Would you like why they're trying to? Keep yeah.
1: baby. Would you like me to speak it out,
0: or would you like to? Oh
1: please, go ahead.
0: All right, the, we we we, we switch to the uh, the. I guess you would call it the finale scene, where you see uh, baby. You know, the social worker is talking to baby, and then she. You, the camera pans over to his playmate. Was another grown man, which we of course realize that this is the husband who was in the accident that we briefly heard about at the beginning of the film,
1: right? Because she kept saying, My big architect, my big, yes, you know, my big, my and so really, And this is no name anymore. This guy's it's wearing, it's he's, baby, he's architect. wearing a diaper on his head. He's wearing a diaper on his head, yeah. Why he's wearing a diaper on his head now. This, this accident. Which would have given him brain damage happened years ago.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He
1: doesn't need a bandage still.
0: That's what I thought too. What? What? Why is he? Why is he still wearing the? uh, You know, the head covering? I didn't understand that.
1: A a diaper on his head. Yeah. Um. And so there. This is your playmate, and we're. This is my baby. My big. My big. You know brilliant husband and the whole thing was that she just wanted to get this guy so she he could have a playmate for her husband yes you know it was instead of i don't know a puppy <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes it turns out it was all an elaborate ruse to abscond with baby so that she could uh, you know keep him as a, as you said a playmate for her, uh, her husband. Uh, so there was a bit of a twist there, really.
1: Uh, and of course, then they show them frolicking in the pool. Yes. Uh, the, the two grown men in little inner tubes uh, and the social worker in a bikini, snuggling the both and having a great time. And the mother-in-law smoking a cigarette on the side with a very smug, satisfied look upon her face. At which point, I once again said, what the is going on here?
0: (laughs) My question is this. How could you really frolic in that pool and have such a good time knowing that there are three corpses several feet below you under the pool? You
1: know, if you're a person who can kill them, I don't think it's going to bother you. And also,
0: wouldn't that whole murder thing go against the, uh, the, the ethical code of a social worker?
1: Yeah, I don't know if they have a whole lot of ethical codes that they have to swear to. It's not like a doctor. Hmm. You know? I guess along I mean, as long. I guess you're supposed to be. A, I guess it's supposed to be more along the lines of along the lines of you just shouldn't kill somebody anyway.
0: Just the human, the human code of life, perhaps. Sure, Preserve. Sure. Yeah, I guess in her mind, as long as the baby was safe, you know. Hey, I'm a social worker. I take care of kids, so he, he's good. He's in a pool. That's yeah, right.
1: She she's a. More benevolent dictator.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah That's
1: oh my lord. Well, you know, the kid had a floaty on,
0: so he was safe. So she uh I think
1: she was okay with herself. Oh yeah, yeah. So there we go. That was the baby. Oh,
0: there is one more scene we've got her mention that I forgot.
1: That?
0: Remember in the Why? basement, or well, in the scene where the baby finds her tied up. He knocks a jar of, I think, cherries <laughs> off of fish.
1: You, you completely broke up, so I don't even know what you're talking about. The gods are good to me.
0: <laughs> Am I back?
1: <laughs> yeah, sadly.
0: The scene where he finds her tied up, and he, he he's trying to help her, and he knocks a jar of food or fruit.
1: Oh, the preserves. What? What? It, what was it? Preserves. People used to do that. they Used to can their vegetables and yeah, I mean, yeah, fruits and make jams and jellies and whatever. Eating into this, what I can only presume
0: to be a smashed up pile of glass and preserves. Then eating by the handfuls at hand, yeah, while while she's you know struggling to get free. Right. right. Maybe,
1: that's why she, maybe that's why she had to remove him. So he, you know. He was in an injurious environment. They were letting him eat glass. Exactly. So she did. Yeah, okay. yeah.
0: So now that now the whole scene makes sense. She had to get him out of there and, and kill the family to save him from that sort of thing.
1: Right. Yeah. He ate glass like the geeks of old in the circus side shows.
0: <laughs> ah, the good old days. <laughs> when safety meant nothing.
1: <laughs>
0: so uh, so that's the baby uh, from 1973. Uh, if I was gonna rate this film. I would give it say out of five green peppers, I would give it three green peppers.
1: Uh, I would give it seventeen big piles of steaming dog. That's what I would give it.
0: So we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> 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 I didn't think the film. It wasn't a blockbuster. A little draggy for me in parts, but not overall. Not a. I didn't think it was a bad film.
1: Oh, it was just so bad but you know and and I'm a little disappointed that it was a better made movie than it was I think it could have been easier on me if it was along the lines of just the horrible schlock 38 cent budget you know one camera and we have to get this one take because this is all the film we're ever going to get you know we can't go back and correct anything if it had been one of those kind of films I actually think I would have liked it a little better yeah because at least it didn't have the auspices of respectability. Sure, sure. and that's what the, that's what the problem is, is. Like this has the auspices of respectability, a well-made film, a horrible film, stupid beyond belief, not well-written, not well-acted, uh, just but filmed nicely and what looked like fairly decent amount of budget. Yeah, uh, for an early seventies, you know, low-budget B movie and so that again it angered me i wanted something worse (laughs) i would have been better about it
0: i understand completely
1: uh so well that's my week's worth of torture i think i'm done for the week i think so you're good that should hold
0: you over till next thursday right
1: oh god god could it please
0: (laughs) well with that being said i guess we need to probably get out of here huh, sir
1: Yeah, let's wrap it up. Uh, Go ahead.
0: Well, everyone, once again for the Paid in Green Peppers Movie Review Podcast, I am your host Shane. I'm not Shane. (laughs) I am your. I should be so lucky. I am your host, Mr. Patrick Hyde. Wishing you an excellent week.
1: And I am Shane (laughs) Aiden. and I wish you all safety. Be good. Be careful. And uh, folks, keep your produce fresh.